It is your child. There's relationship. And if if there's a relationship and it's your child, look, your child might mess up, but you're not going to leave them in a messed up state. You are going to encourage them that there's there's something better. Don't worry about it. As a matter of fact, you reaffirm your love. And when you reaffirm their love, no matter how messed up it was, it gives them hope. Hope is life. And we've been walking around keeping our own self locked up because we are holding grudges. Some of you got some secret stuff you're holding. But the Lord says, let it go and reaffirm your love. Stop holding grudges against people and just truly forgive them. Go ahead one more time, Paul. Uh Uh-huh. Keep going. (laughs) He said, hold up. He said, we're going to talk about obedience. See, it's good to say, oh, yeah. I, 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 I obey the Lord. I get up and go to church. I say my prayers before I eat. I say my prayers before I go to sleep. And I don't even cuss on Sundays. You, we're talking about obey. And we try to script out how to obey. But Paul is saying, look, we're going to talk about obeying God all the way. Let's deal with where, listen, where you really got to get past you. How many know sometimes you really got to get past yourself to forgive somebody else? What I found, what I found out about God is when God allows some, something to happen and somebody does it to you, listen, it's more about you and God than it is about what they did wrong. Because God is cultivating you to be more like him so you could fully obey him. He said, so, <laughs> I love Paul, he said, for this end, I, am all, I, I also wrote that I might put, your, put you to the test. I mean, you're ready to pass the test. Hey, uh, <laughs> Amen. Ready, ready to pass the test. <laughs> all right, let's go. Verse 10. Mm-hmm. Now, check this out. This is deep. Paul is saying, if you don't forgive, you are now putting your hands in the manipulator's hand who is manipulating you. And he has great devices to deal with you once you get in disobedience. He says, so unforgiveness is a gateway for Satan to come in and use his tricks on you. Ugh. So then, so then, sometimes we, we, we want to say, oh, no, well, no, they shouldn't have did this. Well, they, maybe they shouldn't have did it, but if you could forgive them anyway because God worked you, listen, worked you out to be closer to him based on what they did, so you just got to forgive them anyway. And, <clears throat> and that way you close the door to the enemy holding you down in any area of your life. You are restricted to soar with the Lord when you have unforgiveness in your heart. And so when you forgive, you take the weights off. And now you can go up. 
because there's nothing holding you back. And the truth be told, you were just holding yourself back because you didn't know. But praise God that you know now. Give God a hand of praise for being free. Wow. At least Satan should take advantage of us. And see, he didn't say of you. He said of us. Because your unforgiveness affects more than you. And so when we understand that you are given access to the enemy to come in and fool around and trick you. <clears throat> forgiveness is a key that shuts the door. <clears throat> let's go. So, so then let's finish. finish our, we we, we going to have some time. Right, let's go. Verse 12. Mm-hmm. So he's, Paul says, furthermore, he says, furthermore, see now he's, what he's talking about here is when he, he accepted his call to preach. Okay, that, that's really in Acts chapter 16, but in Troas, when he, when he first um, became a preacher, he answered the call and he began to preach the gospel. I love it. I love it that Paul can write really well. He writes very good sermons. But the Bible teaches that he did not preach that well. <laughs> Apollos could really get down. He was a great orator, but Paul, Paul, Paul was boring. Paul was so boring that a man was listening to him preach and fell asleep and fell off the windowsill and broke his neck. But he can write. He could put it on paper because he's still preaching right now everywhere. So he, he says, he says, furthermore, when he came to the place where he received his calling, doors were opened to me by who? By the Lord. So who op- opens doors for preachers? Lord. Uh-huh. So we don't open our own door. When it's time for you to share a word, God will open the door. And we have to understand that preaching is not just behind the pulpit. Preaching is wherever God gives you opportunity to share the good news. All right. So Paul says, let me shift gears a little bit. He said, now that you understand forgiveness and how the enemy has been really playing around in your life with his deceptive devices based on unforgiveness. He says, furthermore, let me talk to you about this Lord that we serve. Verse number 13. Mm-hmm. Stop right there. So wait a minute. He had no rest in his my spirit because I did not find Titus my brother, but taking my leave of them, I departed. He says, he says, I had my own plan. And it was the hookup with my brother Titus. But God didn't allow that. It was his plan, and his spirit was troubled by his plan, but God led him. Now, but what does it say now? But now, thanks be to God. He, he left where he was and went to Macedonia because he was led by God there. His plan was to stay and wait for Titus. God does not always operate the way you think it's going to be. 
But God will all who belong to him. And if he's leading you and you happen to run into the big bad wolf going down the road, God has a plan for you no matter what gets in your way. This is what Paul said, who always leads us in. So you can never get mad at your situation. And let that take you into a defeated state. Because you belong. allow some wolves along the way. But no matter how big and bad the wolf is, the greatness that is already in you is greater than he that's in the world. So you are always led in triumph. There's no choice but to win in Christ Jesus. How, how, what delays you is that along the way, you start talking about what you ran into while God was leading you. It became hard here, and they did this to me, and they did that to me. How about you triumphed over this? and you triumphed over that, and if they bring something else, I'm going to triumph over that because it's not me anyway. It's Christ in me. That ought to got two or three of you happy. He, he, not sometimes. He's leading you even when something's troubling you. And we get it, and we, oh, this, oh, this is driving me crazy. Well, it's driving you crazy because you just spoke that. You believe it's driving you crazy. How about this? God gave me this assignment, and anything he gives me, he has triumph laid out for me. I'm going to be victorious in this assignment. Yeah, you might not have it together yet, but you're going to have it together. How about that? How about if we speak that kind of way? How, how about if we speak it into victory? Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in, in Christ. Don't, like, he's leading you in Christ. He's not leading you in you. He's leading you in Christ. Now get this. Sometimes we will get so stuck on us that he has to allow something to come so you'll run back in. Uh, you, you, <laughs> you, ever, you ever been a kid before and you go outside and something scare you and you run back in the house? And they say, get the door. I'm not getting the door. I was watching um, Elijah. He was over at the house, and, and, and Dronnie was locked out. They just came home. I said, go get the door. He said, who is it? I said, it's, it's, it's Grandma. He said, oh, okay, it's Grandma. 
He ran, got over there, and it was dark. He ran back. He said, there's a monster over there. <laughs> In other words, he says, I know if I run back here, I got help. See, sometimes God wants us to come back so we can know where our help coming from because our help comes from the Lord. And sometimes we need to run back into him so that we can allow him to show us the victory. So let's go back. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us, check this out, diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Now, he does that through us. Who does it? He does it. Not you. So who gets the credit? God does. So if don't nothing happens, who still gets the credit? And if you don't see a good outcome, who still gets the credit? So why do we put our opinions in it when it don't work out our way? God is still working on something. He's just not ready to show you yet because you'll get a big head. So he's going to do it when he gets ready to do it. And you're going to have to wait on him for they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And sometimes you get a little weak. So God has to put you in a place so that you can wait. Through us, he diffuses the fragrance. Now, the fragrance of his knowledge. Now, the word of God is just good. It, it, it is life. The fragrance, the, the word is life. When you share the knowledge of God, you are sharing life. So you got to bring life to every situation the fragrance speaks to life if you share any other knowledge you are speaking death therefore if you understand speaking out of the will of when you don't speak in the will of God you are speaking in your own will and listen if you are not speaking the will of God you are not speaking life that means you are speaking death when you speak death, if anybody knows anything about someone dying, when anything dies, it smells. And so the fragrance changes. And so if you bring forth death to someone, you are bringing forth the language that does not help them. So if you blame them for what they did wrong, you can't help them. So... Jesus demonstrates to us by, he, by running into everybody. He kicks it with the sinner that's stealing money from people and goes and have dinner with them. And he didn't tell them how wrong he was. He just got in the presence and shared who he was. See, we're, we're game changers just by sharing the knowledge of God. And sometimes we say, oh, I'm up against this and I'm up against that and I'm up against this. Well, why don't you just share the love of God? 
And, and see, the knowledge of God is, is, is past the words. The knowledge of God comes through your walk. You can change somebody just by the way you behave. I was sharing with you, you know, people was like, oh, I, I, was, I was about to get upset with some things that was going on. And I was, um, you know, because I got caught up in myself. See, I'll tell you the truth. I'm saved. I love God, but I'm struggling. And God helps me because I depend on him. Amen. And I know if I stop depending on him, I'll fall flat on my face. And the minute when I started struggling, you know, I got reminded, don't fall for the bait. And I started just getting happy again, just sharing the joy of the Lord. And the same ones that were making me have issues with them were the same ones that started sharing things with me and being real nice to me. See, because when you share the love of God, it changes the people. Stop talking about them and just change them. You're a game changer. You got the knowledge of God. Show them who God is. When they do something to make you frown, just put a big smile on your face. And say, you're going to change. That's how much power we have. Because we have the fragrance of the knowledge. And in, in, listen, in every place. Verse 15, let's go. For we are. So God, listen. He, 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 he chose us to be this fragrance. This fragrance for those who are perishing. And those who are being saved. And so no matter who we're in the presence of, they ought to, they ought to get the knowledge of Christ from your life. Amen. Verse 16. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Mm-hmm. So our speech comes in Christ. So when we're in, we're not peddling the word, running around talking about you know, laying scriptures on people, making people try to f- make them feel guilty about doing something wrong, trying to beat people up with the word. But we're a fragrance offering. We want to give them a word that will encourage them. Better than that, you ought to be the word to encourage them. And so God allows things to happen in our life that will make us look defeated. But somebody's watching your life. So God is not punishing you. He's blessing you. He troubled you so he could bless you and the ones he's got watching you. Oh, goodness. So, so when they watch you and God raises you up from the mess that you was in, they know that there's truly a God. And so then now he can save them through your life. And that's what he saved you for so that you could bring others to Christ. Well, what then, what then, what then shall we say? Turn to Romans 8.31. Go ahead and say, I'm triumphant in Christ. Mm-hmm. Verse 31. Okay, let's go. Somebody read. What then shall we say? So what then shall we say to these things? God is 
stop right there. Uh, right? <laughs> well, 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 I mean, look. He, he, he gave us these gifts. Forgiveness is something that the enemy has used against us. Now we got revelation. So we just close the door. He won't be able to come in and deceive us anymore. Because now we're just going to go around forgiving folks and helping others forgive folks. Right? And then we're going to be releasing the aroma of God, which is leading to life. And so the ones who were dead will be bringing them back. And so then, <clears throat> since we are the aroma of Christ and it's him diffusing everything out of us, he's getting all the credit. So no matter what's going on and who, who we meet along the way and whatever trouble comes our way, does it really matter? What then shall we say? If God is for us, I want to ask you a question. Do you believe that God is for you? Yes. Then who could be against you? Can we go home now? No, no. <laughs> Isn't that good? That's good. <laughs> okay, so, so, he said, who could be against? Okay, verse, verse number 32. Give us some things, right? Okay, so he didn't, listen, he didn't hold back his son, but he gave his very best. He didn't hold him back. And then he says, now he sufficiently gives us all things. Freely. You don't have to work for it. And you know, James says, faith without works is dead. Yes, because in faith, you, you're going to work. It doesn't mean you have to work. Faith, make, faith makes you work. Because faith produces action. I don't want you to get the word messed up. and say, Oh, well, now Paul said this here. Now he's saying this over here. Well, no, it's two different things. Right here he said he gives us everything freely. So we don't have to work for it. And faith produces works. So if you have faith and you're doing nothing, then what is your faith in? Nothing. It's definitely not in God because if you have faith in God, you start doing the things of God. Because it's not your faith, it's his. 33. I'll tell you who will bring it. The one with the deceitful ways. But we closed the door on him. He can't come in that door no more. So who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Keep going. God does what? Justifying. Keep going. So it said, now, now number one, it's Christ who justified that means he's judgment over everything number two so they can't bring nothing against you who is he who condemns it is christ who died so there's no condemnation in those who are in christ jesus 
So nobody can condemn you for what you did. Because there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. You did it, but he justified you. And furthermore, is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God. Now check this out. Who what? Also makes intercession for us. He is praying on your behalf. That's why what you got into didn't take you out. Because Christ had already pleaded the blood over your life and made intercession for you so that you could only be in a mess up long enough for him to bring you out and he'll use your mess to be a message to the ones who need to hear that there is a God who saves. Amen. 35. <clears throat> Keep going. Amen. Listen, you're triumphant. Who could separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus? Jesus said, not one can be plucked out of my hand. Once you become his, you are his. One hundred percent. There is no reversal on the blood of Christ's DNA. You have been crucified with Christ and you no longer live. Yet the life you now live, you live by faith in the son of God who loves you and gave himself for you. I want all the people that live for Christ now to stand up and give him a praise and let him know that you are more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more. Amen. All right, you may be 